Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday, we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story that Sean Kennedy first shared on the show in June of 2013. Here's Sean now with a story we call Roadside Assistance. Hi, guys. So, I'm driving home for Christmas. And it's about... 6.30, I'm on I-95 going home, there's nothing, you know? And I see a dog, and he's looking at me. And I'm looking at him, I don't know where he came from. Then I'm like, this dog is gonna run out in front of my car. And he absolutely did. So he runs out in front of my car, I hear it crinkle, crack, everything, I freak the fuck out. Like, I'm in my car, like, and so then I hear this guy, like, banging on the window, and he's like, are you all right? Are you all right? And I was like, what? You know? Like, whatever you think a redneck is, that's what this guy was. Okay? He's got the tattoos, 
stringy hair, the hat, he had a tooth every now and then, like the whole, the whole thing. So I was like, yeah, I'm all right. And I was like, you should probably let down the window. So I was like, I killed the dog, I killed the dog. And he's like, baby girl, don't you worry about that goddamn dog. That dog committed suicide. I don't know where that fucker even came from. If you had swerved, you would have killed yourself. If you slammed on brakes, you would have killed all of us. You did the right thing. So, that made me feel a little better, but not much. It's like, let's check out your car. So, we open my hood and it's just spewing everything everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God. And he's like, I'll follow you to the next exit. You can call somebody and come pick you up. So it's like, okay. So we go to the next exit. I call my family. You know, they're expecting me. And they all freak the fuck out. You know, my dad calls my brother, calls my uncle, who calls my other uncle, who's kind of sort of a mechanic, and they all come pick me up. You know? It's like they're like an hour and a half away. So I go back over to this guy. And I'm like, sir, you know, thank you so much. I, I just, I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't stopped because I was really just freaking the fuck out, you know? And he's like, baby girl, I ain't going nowhere. You still crying and shaking like a fucking leaf on a tree. I mean, son of a bitch fell if you out here by yourself like that on Christmas morning. Plus, I was just sitting here rolling this joint, so I was going to finish that anyway before I left. So I look at this man, and then my exact words were, please, sir, may I have some? <laughs> and he's like, hell yeah, get on in here. <clears throat> so I'm sitting on the CNT exit off 95 in a 1978 Thunderbird that's gray with burgundy interior with a guy who if I saw on the street I'd probably cross the fucking street he's rolling a joint and I'm about to smoke it and I'm just like you know it's see what happens you know so I get inside and you know how like, the windows used to be black and now they're kind of purplish whatever so he finishes the joint and we start smoking, so I'm like, where are you from? <laughs> you know? So he tells me his life story, and I don't know what he considers a fortune, but he's like, you know, I've had a fortune, I've lost a fortune, now I live in a trailer park, sell a little bit of drugs, just, you know, some black guys in different trailer parks, you know? You know, I really don't trust black people, but you seem kind of cool. Yeah. And I was like, well, thank you, sir. As a redneck, you are pretty awesome as well. It's like, I got this one friend, one black friend. His name's Tony. I think he's the only black person I've ever let in my house. I don't know why. all these stories. He's like, yeah, you know, I sell a little weed and, you know, you can make meth anywhere. Not too much here and just making a living. Yeah, just making a living. And my wife, she got in this real bad accident. So she basically has a steel 
spine, which means like she's always in pain. So she gets 160 oxycontin a month. Well, she don't take it all because she smokes a lot of weed. So she sells her oxycontin. That's just to make her some more money on top. Yeah. So, do you have some drugs in the car? Let's go ahead and get that out the way. Probably should go ahead and tell you that. You know? And at that point, I was like, I don't fucking care. You know? I don't. So, we're still smoking. Like, I don't know how many joints we smoked. So we're like, I, I'm sharing his Mountain Dew. You know? <laughs> So he starts telling me these stories about like how drug deals go bad and you know how he's been shot and he's been stabbed and like you know, you wait two weeks and you're talking to this person to set up a drug deal and you don't know, like, you know, if they're going to kill you or take your drugs or kill you and take your drugs or if they just really want to make a drug deal, you know? And he's like, yeah, and it's not, you know, I spent the night in my car a couple times and, you know, I mean, yeah, I've been in jail, got out of jail, went back to jail, you know? And Tony was apparently one of the guys who helped take care of his wife while he was in jail, the black guy. So that's why I guess he trusts him and let him in his house. But um, <clears throat> now he's like, you know, you my wife's brother's the big drug dealer. <laughs> so I'm listening to all these stories about like the police and running and you know fleeing and getting shot and stabbed, and I'm like fascinated, and I just started. Bawling. Like, I was crying my eyes out. And he's like, What's wrong? And I was like, My life is so fucking boring. <laughs> no one's ever tried to kill me. No one's ever tried to take my drugs. Like, I did everything right. I went to school. I got good grades. I went to school fucking again. I got good grades. I went to school fucking again and got good grades. And then I got a job that I fucking hate. So I got another job that I also fucking hate. So I got another job that I also fucking hate. And I leave the fucking job that I hate. And I go to my one bedroom apartment with no dog, no cat, no house plan. I'm the only fucking thing living in my apartment. Okay? I don't have any boyfriends, I don't have any prospects, I haven't had sex in a year and a half. Do you know how long that is? It's a long fucking time and a lot of fucking batteries, okay? Like, I just, um, I'm that girl. Like, I'm not gonna go somewhere, you know, for the weekend without some place to stay. You know, like, I don't do that. I did marijuana and, you know, in college everybody did, but I never do cocaine because, oh my god, it's cocaine. You know, I didn't know why I even fucking call this, like, a life. You know, like, it's just, it, it doesn't make any sense. I take care of my parents, I take care of my siblings. I'm a good fucking person. I say please and fucking thank you all the goddamn time and I fucking hate it. I hate it. I should have died just then. This is a waste of a fucking life. He's like, all right, come on back. 
Come on back. Come on back. He's like, here, smoke this. And it was something like a skull or something like that. But it made me feel better. So I was like, this was a sign. This was supposed to happen. I was supposed to get in this accident and I was supposed to meet you. And you know what? From now on, everything in my life is going to be different. If I want to do something, I'm going to fucking do it. If I don't like somebody, I'm going to be like, you know what? I don't fucking like you. If I like somebody, I'm going to be like, you know what? I like you. Why don't you come back to my one bedroom apartment where I'm the only thing living? Let's hang out for a little bit. You know? I'm like, if I want to go somewhere, I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to take chances. Because what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. That's going to fucking happen anyway. I could go to jail. You've been to jail. Seems like you're doing all right. I mean, what's the big fucking deal? You know? So my brother calls, and he's like 10 minutes away. And so the guy leaves, and he gives me a gigantic bag of weed. Like, a gigantic bag of weed and a handful of Oxycontin, because he said I was going to be sore the next day. You know, and he was right, absolutely. So my brother gets there, and I'm just like, telling him, I was like, Oh my god, I just met this guy and he was so cool, he's kind of sort of redneck and his wife has still fucking spine, but you know what? I'm going to live the rest of my life and I'm going to do what I want to do. If I don't like to man, be like, fuck you, you know what? And I just think it was meant to be that I got in this accident. That guy, that guy could have been Jesus. You don't know. Okay? You don't know. So, meanwhile, I have no proof that this man ever existed <laughs> other than weed and Oxycontin, which I could have gotten from anywhere, so. Uh, to this day, I don't know if my brother thinks I'm absolutely fucking insane, uh, but it turned out to be a pretty good day. So, there you go. That's all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.